Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. Akiva, how are you today? Uh, you know, I'm bad when the Jets lose, so I'm good because the Jets won. Yeah, I was going to say, last week was a very depressing podcast for both of us. But uh, this week, both our teams had uh, easy wins against teams that once upon a time were thought of as playoff contenders, so we should both be feeling much better. Some would say Super Bowl favorites they were thought of as. Oh, yeah, certainly the, <laughs> uh, the, the team the Jets beat. And also, Dan Quinn, very fortunate when we did our coaching rankings. He was 5-0 and at the time. Yeah. Uh, th- that team, you know, I obviously watched that entire game in detail. That, that team's one of the worst five teams in football. I mean, they're terrible. The only thing, they, their only claim to fame is Julio Jones, who the Vikings shut down. And, and then they had the number one rush defense in the league, which surprised me and also surprised Adrian Peterson since he went for 160. Well, sometimes teams with the number one rush defense just like they have a bad pass defense and they're yeah. losing sometimes. So they just, yeah. there's no opportunities to run on them. What did, they probably didn't have the lowest per yard average, I would guess. Yeah, that was my assumption during the game because they did not seem hard to run on at all. Um, and, you know, we've talked a lot, obviously, about how the Vikings, their offensive line has struggled a lot this year. Bridgewater wasn't sacked, and again, Peterson did whatever he wanted. So Atlanta really with no pressure uh, up front at all. They stink. But um, what we're going to do this week, we, uh, we got some positive feedback, or, or at least an absence of negative feedback. So we're going we're gonna to continue with our um, excitement index for this week. So we are going to uh, count, out, count down the games from 16 to 1, the most exciting to the least exciting games of, of the But week. just this week, we're not going to talk about the rest of the season like last week. Yeah, just this week, yeah. And as a preview, we have uh, one five-star game, three four-star games, Six three-star games, two two-star games, and four one-star games. So let's that's a pretty normal week. But do you, like just talking about last week for a second, this was yeah. the worst football Sunday of the year, right? Well, so part of it is obviously you know you have three teams or three games, six teams already out of the picture before. Well, yeah, but that, that's just that's buys in most other weeks. That's the two or three buys most other weeks. Okay, because it was a, yeah. still eleven games. It was nine one o'clock, which is as many as well. Yeah, New, New, Eng- New England Denver ended up being a great game. Yeah, and the Green Bay Chicago was fine. So and the, the Pitts- night and games, Pitt- and, and Pittsburgh at Seattle was a great game. Yeah, yeah, and all nine one o'clock games were duds. Yeah, I mean the only the, sort of the ones that had the most potential was Minnesota at Atlanta, but as we said, Atlanta's much worse than we thought, and Buffalo at KC, which was an okay game, but ultimately it, it wasn't. You know, those were sort of the two games I think that had the highest hopes, and um, yeah, neither one of those turned out to be very exciting. So and uh, Tampa Indy, which. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, Matt Hasselbeck chugging along at the age of 74. But uh, so let, let's start with these one-star games this week. Uh, these are games between teams whose seasons are over, effectively. Uh, so the the 16th ranked, the worst game of the week. If you live in a city where this is your only game on TV, um, you know, you better get Sunday ticket or go to a bar because otherwise you're going to have a miserable day. That's the Baltimore Ravens at the Miami Dolphins. I mean, if I lived in either of those cities, I'd be at the bar anyway. Yeah. Um you know, Miami season now officially over. It, it's been over for a while. But, are there um, any way? Let me ask you a question. Are there because Miami's four and seven, and Baltimore will be four and seven if they win tonight. Are there any four and seven teams outside of the NFC East whose seasons are still alive? Yeah, I would say Jacksonville season is still alive. Okay, but not because, as a wild card. Obviously, is there any four and seven team that could win a wild card? Well, right now six and five is leading the wild card in the. NFC is Detroit season over if they if, can they if they go nine and seven they have a shot right well if they go nine and seven they will have also gone 
four and two in the divisions because they sweep Green Bay in that scenario. They're three and four in the conference. So if they go nine and seven, that means they'd be eight and four in the conference. So they'd probably be winning tiebreakers. So I think Detroit season is technically still alive. They just have to win out. And is there any other four and seven team that has hope or no? Well, Philly and and Jacksonville could in theory win their divisions still. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm talking about wild card teams, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Philly, St. Louis, New Orleans are all four and seven. And I guess I guess if we're saying if they win out, what could happen? Uh, the problem is yeah, Philly but New Orleans, really, Detroit in theory could win out. New Orleans in theory cannot win out. Yeah, Detroit's actually on the upswing relative to you know where they started the season. And St. Louis also has no chance of winning out. Yeah. By the way, you want can I give you a, a good Jets stat before I forget it? Sure. You know the Jets. The Jets gave up two like real garbage time touchdowns when they were up really big uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, had they not given up just the even just the last one. They'd be sixth in point differential in the whole NFL. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Good stat. I th- I think they're chugging along as a decent team in my power rankings this week. I have them at number twelve. But when you listen to Jets fans like you after bad games like last week, you think that their season's over. But this is a team that could make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to, but they definitely could. But uh, we'll get to the Jets. Let's start with uh, so Baltimore, Miami. Uh, you know these two teams are, are really just playing for. Frankly, the losing would help them because ultimately the only thing that they can look forward to is the draft probably next April, right? Yeah, this game, who cares? Yeah, along the same token, the the 15th ranked game of the week, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Uh, this is a game where uh, we were just saying Jacksonville could win the division. They just lost at home to San Diego, and San Diego gave up on their season. So Jacksonville's in a lot of trouble now. Both both, both Houston and Indy won, so they're both 6-5 and five now. So Jacksonville's two games down in that division. So they pretty much have to win out. You know, we said this last week, but people forget from year to year. Teams don't tank in the NFL most of the time like they do in the NBA. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, when, when, I, when I was saying it's in, in the team's interest to lose, I'm not saying they're going to. Yeah, there's no player on the field who's not trying 100%. And in the NBA, the players also try, but, you know, but the, the front office... Well, no, the in theory, in the NBA, uh, bad teams, the players might not play so hard on defense. Yeah, well, but, but also the, the front office, you know, or the coaches are going to put, you know, like, like Mark Madsen in the game and tell him to shoot a dozen threes. Right. You're not going to see right. that in the NFL. And the NBA yeah. players have guaranteed contracts. Yeah. But when I say it's in Baltimore and Miami's interest to lose, it's not in the interest of the players. It's the interest of the franchises. Right. Not even the coach because yeah. could, they could get fired. Yeah. There's, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, or, Miami fired their, their offensive coordinator today. So they fired. When was the last time a team fired their coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator? Uh, number one, I think at different times. Right. Yeah, that's and, the interesting part because we said, well, they couldn't and, fire him. And like, in, and it's it was in November. Like, when was the last time a team had let all three top guys go in November? Well, that's what happens when you have a preseason Super Bowl pick, and they end up uh, with the least interesting game in Week 13. He's going to go after every big name coach. Who do you think they end up with? Do they go after Jim Harbaugh? There's no way Jim Harbaugh's leaving Michigan. No, well, let, no, it's not true because he's supposedly a big Michigan guy. The owner, if he offers him, yeah, I, I know, full control the team and like on, nine million dollars a year. Dolphins fans, Dolphins fans were pissed at Stephen Ross because Ross was was pushing hardcore for Harbaugh to go to Michigan, right? And Dolphins fans were saying like, why do you have loyalty to your alma mater, right, or your right. booster? Over it's like the rooting for your you fantasy are. team over the NFL team that you're on. Well, yeah, the, the, I mean, I, supporting your college team over your NFL team is fine. The only thing is that you're actually an owner of the NFL right. team. It's so, literally yeah. your family's business. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I, think look, he, look, I think he well, offers Harbaugh uni- like The University of Michigan is also – he's given $100 million. The business school at Michigan is called like the Raw School of Business. Oh, really? So Yeah. So, I mean, you know – Was it also both- like once great, but now it's sort of like a joke? <laughs> but they, they love talking about the old, the old times. Oh, yeah. And every time they like – Every time a kid fails a test – it doesn't have a, a 4.0 GPA. All the old guys come back to campus. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they clink some champagne. I was saying last night, I was so I, mean, I was glad the Patriots lost, but I was so annoyed because you know that Mercury Morris was in such a good mood, and that puts me in a bad yeah, mood. Yeah, I mean, you know I hate the Panthers, but hopefully they'll go 19-0. <laughs> and then they'll, they'll curse out Don. If, if they go 19-0 and, like, wish ill on Don, Don Shula from the uh, podium, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> what did Don Shula do? I don't know. Is Don Shula still alive? I think so. All right, so don't wish ill on him. Don't wish ill. And and I feel like if he had died, we would have heard about it. You know, it would have made Sports Center for sure. Not oh, that, for sure he's not that for I sure he's alive. Center. For sure he's alive because he, he was on that HBO show. Um, the the HBO show about the Dolphins. What's it called Left, again? He, the Leftovers. He was on the Leftovers. Oh, <laughs> he's eighty five years old. He's eighty five. Well, no, well, you know that HBO show about the Dolphins that we watched last spring, Playmakers or what's it called? Hard Knocks. No, the one with the, the one with the Rock. What? Dwayne Johnson. Oh, oh, I didn't see that. 
Ballers. Wait a not pl- ballers. 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 Yeah. We're going to need some editing of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Don Chula is on, on – uh, he's sitting on the yacht with the, uh, with, the, with the GM of the Dolphins on Ballers. Oh. Who knew? Yeah. Well, people who watch Ballers knew. All right. Uh, the number 14 game of the week. Uh, this one does have some playoff ramifications. So last week we said when the Bears lost at home to Brock Osweiler, we said, well, their season's done. Then they go into Green Bay and win. And all of a sudden, their season's back alive. They're only a game out of the wild card. Not, you know, so they're playing at home against San Francisco. Uh, this is a terrible one-star game because the Bears are going to win easily. And when they do, they're going to be 6-6. Six and six. No, this so, could be like two different quarterbacks throw for 400 yards. This could be, uh, on paper, a good game. Two different quarterbacks throw for 400 yards? <laughs> are you saying Blake Gabbert's going to throw for 400 yards? I thought we were talking about Chicago-San Diego. San Francisco. Oh, so much editing oh, required. <laughs> Uh, that I think you leave it. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers at the oh, okay. Chicago Bears. Um, I should listen to you. Okay. Yeah. Yes, this is a very bad game that's not worth discussing anymore. Yeah, but if the Bears win, next week they get Washington at home. They can win that one, and they could come into Minnesota 7-6 and six, uh, and in the wild card in week 15. So uh, th- this is an important game for the Bears. It's just not a good game that anybody cares about. And then the last of our one-star games, the Bengals at Cleveland. Uh, yet again, it involves a playoff team, but but the Bengals are going to win easily, and, and we don't need to watch this game. No. Nope. So so that's it. So okay, now let's get to our our two star games. Uh, first, it, in twelfth place, the twelfth best game of the week is Philly at the Patriots. Last night, I had to update my rankings and move all the Patriots games way down because if the Patriots are eleven and zero, there's intrigue there. When they're ten and one and probably resting Gronk and others, they're still going to beat Philly by two touchdowns. I mean, can we just talk about what ha- what's happened to the Eagles the last couple of weeks? It's really incredible. Yeah, let's be the first people to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but – and the crazy part is, again, they could still win the division. They're not going to because they're going to keep losing. But, you know, 4-7 and seven isn't out of it in, in the uh, crappy NFC East. Um, all right, so we're not even going to talk about this game anymore. There's really nothing else to say. So let's move on to the next game, also a two-star game. Also – and it, it's funny. All, all the, the top three teams in the AFC all have very easy games this week. It's Cincy at Cleveland, the Patriots hosting the Eagles. And the next one, we have the Broncos – on the road uh, where they will have most of the fans rooting for them against the Chargers. Yeah, they're going to have the entire stadium. It's going to be really wild. The, the whole yeah. Broncos nation or whatever they are. Yeah, look, we have to give credit to the Chargers for winning a game at Jacksonville, which nobody expected this week. But, you know, they're, they're, they're not beating the Broncos. No, the Broncos will win like an ugly game. with They'll, they'll kick four field goals. They'll win 19 to 10. Yeah, although Osweiler's, you know, look decent. Um, it's incredible how many balls he gets knocked down. At, you know, considering he's six foot eight, and also by the way, Gronk when he got injured, it, it looked like he was dead, right? I mean, it looked like the Patriots season was over. The way that everybody was reacting, and then after the game, everybody's like, "Oh no, he's totally fine. He can play next week." Have you ever seen such like a turnaround between sort of the reaction on the field to an injury and then the actual? Yeah, because usually injury? it's in in the NFL, it's always at just as bad or worse than it looks, right? It's never like, yeah. "Oh, it was nothing. False alarm." That never happens. Especially- Especially a guy that big. And also, like, why is he – if it's not a significant injury, then why do they need the, the cart? It's a, it's, a, it's a key moment in the game. Why is he leaving the game? It, very strange. It's not even like it was a concussion thing where he's, he's going protocol. Oh, shots yeah. fired at uh, Gronkowski. Yeah, I'll, you can uh, say that in front of him when we have him as our uh, in-person guest next season. So let's, let's move on. Now we get into the three-star games and the, uh, in the 10th spot. And this is another team that we had to shoot down after they lost this past week, the Dallas Cowboys. Their season was dead, then it was alive, then it was dead, then it was alive. It's officially dead, right? They're three and eight. Yeah, and it's so sad because I feel like we were singing, at least I was, this whole song of like they're going to be two and seven, and Roma's going to come back, and they're going to go seven and oh, or maybe six and one. You know, and worst case, they'd lose the Carolina Green Bay games, and they go seven and nine, and they, they'd miss it at seven and nine. But to me, it was going to be the most interesting storyline of the last six weeks of the season. And it lasted maybe three plays before he realized, oh, Romo, even if he's going to be back, isn't himself. Like, he was bad last week, and that's not a fluke. And then he got hurt. Uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty sad to watch. Um, to me, that was the most excited I've been for a non-jet game all year, and it was over wow. in two plays. Wow. The question now for Tony Romo is he's going to be 36 years old next year. Let's remember, last year he was the best, arguably, statistical quarterback in the NFL. Um, this year he basically misses the whole season. He plays about two and a half games. He's coming back at age 36. There's no guarantee. I mean, you know, Romo, he's a, he's a borderline Hall of Famer, I think. Um, you yeah, know, but he has, he, first of all, he has less miles on him than some of the other 36-year-olds because he didn't play for a little while. But also, yeah. he, um, listen, if he's not healthy, he's not going to be good. If he's healthy, he's not going to fall off a cliff at 36. We haven't really, we haven't seen quarterbacks fall off a cliff that young. Uh, if you look at Manning and, 
uh, uh, Brady, how old is Breeze? Breeze is 36. Okay, so he hasn't fallen off a cliff, although he's certainly yeah. not as good. McNabb. Uh, no, I think he's, I think he's how, got at least one old, more year. How old was McNabb when he had a season in Washington? Uh, the difference with McNabb is he ran a lot more. Not that Romo didn't run when he was young, but he ran a lot more. McNabb took some, you know, probably way more vicious hits than uh, Yeah, but, no, McNabb, McNabb was out of the NFL. At thir- he was, his year in Washington, he was 34. His last year in the league in Minnesota, was, he was 35. So, boy, he really washed out quickly. That's actually quite surprising to me. I did not realize yeah. his career ended that early. And, and actually, I'm going to look at my all-time quarterback rankings. Um, I have Romo coming into this year. I have Romo at 33. And I have McNabb at 29, actually. And basically, to be a Hall of Famer, you need to get into the top 25. So I don't think Romo's there quite yet. And also, he's not going to get the advantage of having won a Super Bowl or anything like that. In fact, he has a reputation of being a guy who collapses, even though you know it's unfair. Although, you know, he has only won two playoff games. So if Romo wants to be a Hall of Famer... Uh, I'll give you one stat, though. Uh, yeah. Romo has like 230-something rushes. McNabb r- ran the ball over 600 times in his career. Yeah, so, that's right. I mean, you take a beating. The only running backs with more rush attempts than McNabb among guys rated higher than him on my list are Fran Tarkenton, Steve Young, and John Elway. So yeah, you're. Uh, but again, but all those guys lasted a little bit longer. So Oh, and Randall Cunningham also, excuse me. Um, and Cunningham, although he was actually out of football, and then he came back later in his career as a different guy. Yeah, so McNabb really his career ended early, uh, quite early, and um, which is surprising. And so I hope we're almost still around, but but if uh, who knows, we'll have to wait and see next season. Either all way, right. you, they got to get a better backup. Yeah. Meanwhile, Washington, all of a sudden, uh, you know, they think that they're in the driver's seat for this division, tied with the Giants at five and six, and um, this is a must win for them at home against Dallas. I think they're going to do it. I, I think the Giants are still going to win this division, but um, I, I, what I think is we're going to go into Week 17 with Philly playing the Giants, Washington playing Dallas. And so both Washington and the Giants will be alive, but they won't be playing each other, unfortunately, because you'll have, you know, Philly will probably be out of it at that point, and Dallas will be out of it. So, um, but yeah, but this is a decent game. It's a three-star game because uh, Washington's in a must-win situation. Uh, let's move on to the next three-star game, the the ninth best game of the week, Arizona at St. Louis. And St. Louis looks like garbage. The only reason this one is this high and it's not down where we had like Cincinnati and the Patriots and the Broncos with their easy games is because St. Louis already won in Arizona earlier this year. Yeah. But, I mean, St. Louis looked so bad last week. So Nick Foles was his usual crappy self with uh, Case Keenum out with the concussion. He throws three picks, and they had to bring in a guy named Sean Mannion uh, in the second half. Who's Sean Mannion? I don't know. He's from Oregon State. He was drafted in the third round. Uh, He should probably start for them the rest of the year because Foles has been bad. Uh, And, you know, Keenum. I mean, I don't mind Keenum, but he's not healthy. Boy, this Rams team. Todd Gurley, by the way, all of a sudden, he's thinking he had 10 rushes for 19 yards. And, and you can't say he hit a wall because the season started late. So did we overrate him a little bit? Or is it just it's hard to run when you have nine guys in the box because you have the worst quarterback situation? Yeah, it's hard to run when you have nine guys in the box. I yeah. think I mean, oh, look, we shouldn't Peter's... put him in Canton yet, but I, I think he's pretty good. To me, well, first of all, do you think Fisher comes out of this with his job? Because I, I can't imagine it. He does. Well, they're four and seven right now. I think it depends on how they finish. If they finish eight and eight, which is the yeah, sure. If he finishes eight and eight, he deserves yeah. to keep his job. Well, what if they finish to. seven and nine? This is the year when everybody in America turned on Jeff Fisher, right? I definitely turned on Jeff Fisher. Boy, he he floated under the radar for twenty years. <laughs> I watched my, my dad was uh, visiting me for Thanksgiving, so we watched the Vikings game together, uh, really for the first time all year, and I got to hear his commentary. And I think he hates Jeff Fisher more than he hates the Saints now. Boy, he hates Jeff Fisher. Yeah, so it's great to see St. Louis lose. Of course, we have a bet going, and so it looks like I'm going to win that bet. So yeah, so there's Arizona and St. Louis. And then we have another game, which seems like it's a good team visiting a bad team. But again, the bad team beat the good team uh, earlier in the year uh, on the road. That's Green Bay going to Detroit. We have this as the eighth-ranked game of the week. And I think there's potential here because, again, Detroit, all of a sudden, they've won three in a row. The Packers... You know, they've looked really bad for the last month, other than that Vikings game where, where, where they looked, you know, like Super Bowl contenders again. And it, it's a little hard to explain that game because we thought, all right, Green Bay's back to normal. And then they lost a terrible game at home against Chicago. So what the hell is going on with the Packers? I feel like we've been very reactionary and not just us. I think all like the football world's been reactionary towards um, like a team's last like their, you know, their last game, basically. Like what, you know, two weeks ago when when they beat Minnesota. We're putting them in the Super Bowl. You're right. And now we're, you know, now we're back off the bandwagon. To me, they might not win this game because Detroit is good. But, well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this for a second, okay? I'm going to name teams, and you tell me if they could win the Super Bowl this year. 
And I, because my, my thesis is here that I think there's like a dozen teams that come to the Super Bowl right now. And normally there's about five. Okay. All right. So, are we saying win or get to? Because I think that's. All right, let, let's let's well, either way, whatever. If you Go. get to the Super Bowl, you can win it. I mean, I we have, we've, sure. we've seen yeah. one blowout in the last twenty years. Yeah. Okay. Carolina. Yes. New England. Yes. Cincinnati. Yes. Arizona. Yes. Denver. Yes. That's five. Minnesota. Yeah. I don't think they can win the Super Bowl, but I, I understand why you're saying yes. Well, uh, Green, Green I mean, Bay. Look, they, do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? Obviously, I don't. But they're eight and three. They've you know, and they've basically had two bad games a whole year. So yeah, I'm, nobody yeah. wants to hear more from you yeah. on Minnesota. Sure. And Green Bay. Yes. So that's the all seven teams that are seven and four or better. Let's go to the six and five teams. Kansas City. Uh, no, but but I mean, I guess it's like Minnesota. Fifth in so. point differential. Yeah. All right. If we're gonna say yes to Minnesota, I guess we can say yes to Kansas City. Yep. Okay, that's eight. Can the Colts win the Super Bowl? No, because even if Andrew Luck comes back, right? You know, they they have yet to to have their playoff game not be a thirty point loss. So, can the Seahawks win the Super Bowl? Yeah, they've been there the last two that's years. Not, that's nine teams. Can the Texans win the Super Bowl? No, I don't think so either. Can the Falcons win the Super Bowl? No, the Falcons are garbage. The Jets? No, the Jets? No, no, no they can't. Sorry. Can the Steelers? Yes. That's 10 teams, and then any of the five and six teams. The Giants. Yeah, we always say the Giants go to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, so that's 11. I don't think you're going to give any bells. Buccaneers, no. no. Raiders, no. no. Bills. Can the Lions win the Super Bowl? The no, Can the, no but what about the Bears, the last last reasonable no. team? No, no, no. Okay, so 11 teams come to the Super Bowl. I think that's a lot of, a lot of teams. Yeah, and that's the, exa- that, that's the top 11 in my power rankings, exactly, which I guess makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot that's wide open right now. So but, the point is like, let's not write off Green Bay because yeah. But Bill Barnwell pointed out today, you know, Cam Newton gets hurt, they're the favorites next yeah, week. Yeah, everybody's injured in everybody's injured in New England, but everybody's gonna be back for the playoffs. Edelman, he's gonna be back. Well, not Deion Lewis, like they weren't okay, able to uh, run the uh, other today. than Deion Lewis. Yeah, so we forgot to pick our winners in the uh, in the games we recap so far. So Miami, Baltimore at Miami, I'm taking Miami. I thought we we just gave it a who cares. <laughs> oh. Is that the official designation? It's a who cares? Yeah, it's a who cares. It, 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 certain certain games don't deserve our pick anymore in this season. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to pick Miami anyway. Okay, gonna, fine. Um, gonna... If you need a, a pick for every game, because you've asked for it, I think uh, uh, Baltimore. Okay, fine. Um, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, I agree with you. Tennessee is going to win that game. Yeah. Um, J- Jacksonville really disappointed. All right, San Francisco at Chicago. We're both picking Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, Cincy at Cleveland, obviously, we're both picking Cincy. Okay. F- Philly at New England, we're both picking New England. Denver at San Diego, we're both picking Denver. Dallas at Washington, we're both picking Washington. Yeah. Arizona, St. Louis, we're both picking Arizona. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, so now we're back to Green Bay at Detroit. Okay. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Detroit here. Wow. Yeah, so you're going for the season sweep. So Detroit's only a three-point underdog. They've won three in a row. I just, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to expect because how do we know what to expect from, 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 from the Packers? I'm 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 going to pick the Packers for the same reason I picked them every single. Week. I mean, the weird thing is the receivers have just been so shockingly bad. Like I thought Randall Cobb would really pick up the slack. He's been garbage. Devonta Adams, you know, we didn't know if he'd be good. Has done nothing. I mean, he really has nobody, to th- and they don't have you know a good tight end. They really have nobody to throw to. Yeah, but again, I don't have sympathy for Rodgers. I'm sorry. You look at the receivers around the league. That's not a valid excuse, in my opinion. All right. Okay. So now we go to the uh, number seven game of the week: Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Atlanta six and five, going in the wrong direction, though. They were once five and zero. Oh. They're one of the worst teams in football right now, and they're at Tampa Bay. I think Tampa wins, and they stay in the wild card race. And Atlanta, who was five and zero, oh, I think they're going to end up like six and ten. I think Atlanta's just having an epic collapse here. Like I don't know how Atlanta's won a game this season. Every time I watch them, they're worse than the next. Uh, yeah, this is two teams that looked so terrible yesterday. Um, but I'm I'm gonna you know ru- I'm gonna say Tampa Bay wins this game. To me, I don't know why they got destroyed by Indy. I didn't see a ton of that game. It was on against the Jet game, and it wasn't one of the games I was keeping my eye on. But I think uh, for some reason, like you know, Jameis has Matt Ryan has gotten worse this year than he's been since ever. Worse than his rookie year. Yeah, Matt Matt Ryan, you know, the Vikings have a good defense. He makes like the worst but- play in the NFL every single week now. Yeah, he throws an interception in the red zone all the time, which you really can't do. Um, in my, you know, in the Chester quarterback rankings, you know, th- this team we weren't sure about their defense other than Dan Quinn, but we said, well, what they have though is they have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Devonta Freeman. Although, of course, he missed the game this week. 
But all of a sudden, Matt Ryan is down to 20 in my quarterback power in my uh, quarterback rankings for on the season. When you're Atlanta and your team is built around your quarterback and your wide receiver, you can't have the tw- number 20 quarterback. And, you know, he's got 12 interceptions now. The only people with more are Blake Bortles and Peyton Manning. It's just a great watching Roddy White play because he's, he's at that stage where he stinks, but he doesn't realize he stinks. He just thinks like, hey, why aren't they throwing me the ball anymore? Yeah. And NFL players always have that. Like sometimes they just they're, they just go from like that to being out of the league. Well, that's the so. thing with receivers. It's really you know, Miles Austin was a similar situation his last year in Dallas. Receivers go from Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, almost Pro Bowl, not quite to nothing. Unplayable. Just, yeah, yeah, like Randy Moss. He 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 was basically a net negative right after he was amazing. Yeah, but he was older than these guys. But yeah, but it's really unclear why they collapse so precipitously. These guys, um, you know. Obviously, it could be wide, taking care of their body, like because look, wide it's receivers, not everybody. Obvi- yeah, it's an athletic position, but if you if you have good well, what hands, about this? Hakeem Nix is twenty seven. He's been finished for three years, and he used he, to be really good. Well, but he had like one good season. You know, there's a he lot was, of receivers who are flash flashes in the pan. Well, I don't even think he was a flash in the pan, Hakeem Nix. All right, now I got to go look up Hakeem Nix's career stats. Yeah, he had he was legitimate, and he you know he's on the Giants again for some reason. I mean, he had two very good years. And and three competent years. By the way, Hakeem Nix's pro football reference picture, he looks like he's 45 years old. Yeah, he's only 27, it says. Unless you think um, they were like fudging the age thing? Is that what? <laughs> the point yeah, is so, he's 27. He used to be yeah, good. How does he, he was, stop being good? He was good at 22 and 23. And then, yeah. He fell he, off a cliff. Yeah, he fell off a cliff. But but again, it's not it's not that uncommon for receivers, a young receiver to break out, have a dominant year, and then disappear. It happens all the time. Um, yeah, he had two good years, which means maybe you think he'd be um, look, Victor Cruz, I mean, his is due to injury, but he seems like he's gone already. Well, Cruz is hurt. Like, Cruz was yeah. on the Jets. He got hurt. Yeah. Then, and then the next year in the preseason against the Jets. Like, That's yeah, that three-touchdown really game. Yeah. And, right, and he, 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 uh, he what's it called? He, he tore his ACL in the preseason. So it took, you know, he's, he's just never been able to stay healthy. I think if he had his, I mean, he might not be good anymore just because he might have lost his speed, but. All right, so let's, you know, that's let's keep moving through our power rankings. The sixth best game of the week, Carolina at New Orleans. Carolina now the only undefeated season team, and you know they have a decent chance of going undefeated. At New Orleans, on the one hand, New Orleans lost to them, I think, only 28-22 earlier in the year in a game that Drew Brees didn't even play in. On the other hand, New Orleans' defense is atrocious, and last week they scored six points. Two, three weeks ago, I would have picked New Orleans in this game, and I thought this is where Carolina would have lost, but, but now there's no way Carolina is losing this game, right? No, it's impossible. Yeah, impossible. Oh, so maybe we should have even lowered down our rankings. So, so I'm looking at Carolina. Yeah, this is the schedule. worst game of the week. No, I'll tell you, it's not the worst because if New Orleans is giving them a game in the fourth quarter, then it becomes the game of the week. So, yeah. you want to, you know, you want to uh, sort of adjust and have some for the possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at Carolina's schedule. The next week they play at home against Atlanta, another team that's fallen off a cliff. Yeah, they're going to win that game. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's week 15 at the Giants. To me, that's the game of the week that week. And I believe we did call the flex game last week. We did say it would probably be New England-Houston. The only issue was I, I don't think they would have flexed it if the Wait, Patriots hold on, hold on. win. Which, which game has been flexed? Update me. Oh, Seattle-Baltimore out, New England-Houston in. Because the, they wouldn't have flexed the Patriots if there was a chance the Patriots could be 15-0 going to the last game of the year. Because they would have wanted that, you know, assuming the Wait, Panthers were Wait, but hold on. So New England, New England at Houston is a good game. Um, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati was protected by CBS, right? right. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. So then, New England, Houston's the best of the Sunday games left. Sure. All right. Okay. Because they 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 wouldn't have done it though. They would have had to go further down the list. If Wait. Have New England was eleven. Have and they flexed since the at San Francisco the next week, or they haven't done that? No, yet? they don't need to do that till next Monday. Oh, and then and then Pittsburgh at Baltimore also is probably going to get flexed out. Right. I mean, probably Pitt, Pittsburgh's playing for something that might not. That might. I they love they love the NBC loves the Pittsburgh Baltimore. Yeah, match. but not with Baltimore's three and eleven. You yeah. Know? Let's say they win this week. And, and remember, week. that week, the NFC, uh, Fox is going to probably protect Green Bay at Arizona, but that leaves Giants at Minnesota, and that'll be two division leaders playing. You know, I think that one's going to get flexed in there probably. Yeah, that could get in there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, otherwise it could be uh, the Pats and the Jets possibly, although I guess that's probably the best game uh, on CBS. Yeah, no, no I, the, the Pats are done, I'm sure, because you, you have a max number of games. So the Pats oh, are oh. getting flexed. I think that's six, and they're probably uh, done. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So you're, yeah, you're so, with the one nerd who like knows these rules. So so good on NBC for uh, for getting a much better game in Week 14. Um, yeah, because nobody wanted to watch Seattle at Baltimore. Nobody wants to watch Baltimore tonight except for me because I have Buck Allen on my fantasy team and I need him to get three points. You have who? Buck Allen. You mean Javarius Allen? Ja- Javarius. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought there was like a guy because I in my 20 team fantasy league and the Rob has a fantasy football league. 
uh, a guy had a guy on his team. He didn't start him, who I've never heard of. Who and like he had a good game. It was some receiver on. Uh, I gotta, I gotta check his name. I'd never heard of him though, and I follow college football also. The number one team in my league started Fry at tight end this week for the Giants, and he had like seventy four yards. What's his name? Fry, I think, uh, like Charlie Fry's uh, younger brother. <laughs> I have no. I think it's Fry. F R Y. Oh, okay. This guy, he was on the bench, but Dontrell Inman had fourteen and a half oh, points. It, 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 Inman's been great ever since um, Keenan Allen went down. I've never heard of him. Oh. Oh, Inman went in my league for like 20 bucks in fab like a few weeks he ago. He hasn't been great. <laughs> he never had – I mean he had – He's a starting wide receiver. Well, okay. So a week ago is when San Diego shot the bed. But the week before that, he had a good game, I think. No, right? he had three, three for 51, three for 28, one for 10, two for 26, three for 18, and a touchdown, uh, a bunch of zeros, and a three for 88. Let's not go crazy here. All right. Well, you got to have heard of Dontrell Inman, though. Never heard of him. All right. Um, I never heard of a Simeon. Uh, who's the Broncos third stringer who was picked up in my league a few weeks ago. <laughs> I, I don't even know who that is. Well, that's the Broncos third stringer. It's because after Peyton went down, this guy had Brock securing him, and he I guess he had to secure Brock with the guy behind him. Don't ask me. All right, let's keep going on our power rankings because nobody cares about my fantasy football league. Oh, the quarterback. Uh, oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. All right. I thought you meant the, like a receiver on this. The team. number five game of the week. Yeah. And I have it as a three-star game, but if you want to argue it's a four-star game, I'll allow it. It's Houston at Buffalo. Houston six and five, tied for the division lead. Buffalo five and six. This is a must-win for Buffalo, especially having lost to Kansas City last week. The pressure on Rex Ryan is probably stronger, I think, right now than any coach in the league not named Chip Kelly. Well, but in terms of he has to win for this season, but he's not going to lose his job. He's not going to lose his job unless he like does something insane, which we wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. But but the fans are. Pro Football Talk posted a guy today who said that Rex should be arrested because he guaranteed they would make the playoffs, and he is like lying to the public. They should arrest him for fraud. <laughs> like earnestly, this guy was saying this. Um, pro Football Commentator, not Pro Football Talk. Um, yeah. The the uh, I mean, it's crazy. The pressure on Rex is insane, and it's going to get to him. I think he thought like, oh, I could sneak through three years there, you know, without anybody knowing. Outside the New York media, yeah. No, their well, media is tough. It, it, people well, make, because remember, oh, the New York this, football media is Buffalo, not so tough. Well, this team all actually plays in New York, so they have to deal with the New York media, right? The Giants yes. and Jets just deal with the New Jersey media. No, they so. don't have to deal with New York. No, yeah. no, the, the New York Post is not covering the Bills. I'm making a joke. I'm making like oh. a Greg Easterbrook joke about how the Bills oh, play in New York dumb. and Wait, the Giants the, Jets play in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, in other words, Bra- the, the Brandon Buffalo Marshall time, said this week that the New York media is a lot easier to deal with than the Chicago media. But I think that's because there's one team. I I, th- I think the Jets and the Giants sort of the passion in the media for both them gets divided and it becomes like two nickels instead of equaling a dollar. But, but the thing is, the media is much tougher on the Jets. Like, like the Giants get respect. The Jets just get ridicule. Right? Ridicule the Jets, the or Jets indifference. Like, the Mets. like when the – no. When there's the Mets, a lot, there's a, there's when a lot the of Mets are Jets. good, they can dominate the city. Yeah. The Mets had the you know the, the Jets are never newspaper for the Jets are never dominating the city. Never, yeah. never dominate the city. There's yeah. just so many fewer Jets fans than Mets fans. There's more Mets fans than Giants fans even. Just because New York is such a baseball town, no way. That's not yeah. True. I, we've gone over this before. There no, are because football's football is the biggest sport in every single city. We went through this in the here's the thing. Order. There are lots of New Yorkers who don't have a preference between the Jets and the Giants. One because there's so many like Cowboys fans. Cowboys have 25 percent of the entire NFL, and two because uh, there's a lot of people yeah, who don't but, have but, an opinion. There's okay. nobody who grew up in New York. Who, yeah, but New Jersey, Akira, everybody, who's not a Met or every, Yankee fan. But every default person is a Yankees fan. Every person wears a Yankees hat. Every yes. politician wears like so. It's not the Mets aren't getting any of the miscellaneous people. The Yankees are getting every single one of them. The Yankees get a hundred percent of the miscellaneous. No, in every Queens, model who moves in to Queens, New York, City, which has like a million people, the Mets have a lot yeah. of fans. Yeah. Okay. And then the rest of New York City, which is seven million people, is dominated by the Yankees. That's fine. The Yankees are incredibly popular, but the yeah. Mets. I, I I thought we've the, gone the, over this. So the we Mets found do not have more stat. fans than the, the Mets. I think do not it's not even close than the New I'm York have to Giants. Find this afterwards. The Mets well, do not have more fans than the New York Giants. They have more fans than the New York Jets. They have more fans than the Brooklyn Nets or the New York I, Islanders or the like, New Jersey Devils. The Mets do not have more fans. Now, what they they do have those charts that like that are supplied by Facebook, where they show the favorite team in every like county in the country, you know. Yeah, and the Mets and the Jets are in zero counties. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I think the Mets do have like one county in Queens. The Jets in are Flushing. literally not. On, yeah, the Jets are literally not even on the map. Um, but um, yeah, but I don't no, think I'm 100 percent sure you're wrong, and I even think we've had this conversation before. But keep going. We did have a similar conversation in the preseason, but uh, so you're saying that both baseball teams are more popular than both football teams? That's just yes, not true. because There's New no York way. Is a- All right. Nevertheless. 
Uh, let's move forward. I say Buffalo's going to win this game, though. Stay alive in the playoff race. How say you? Um, I mean, Houston, Buffalo, and KC are those three teams that are sort of skating through the middle of the AFC, looking really impressive the last couple weeks. Buffalo's looked a little less impressive than both Houston and KC. But I think, you know, home field works for them. I think that they're, LaShawn McCoy has... Houston been, couldn't even score big against New Orleans. Orleans. The well, worst defense 20, ever, basically. They got four times as many points as New Orleans did. So okay, they, they had that 24 points, but yeah. uh, for the defense produced a lot of that. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm going to say... And Buffalo, for whatever reason, has been able to move the ball on everybody, even New England. Yeah, J.J. Watt has been incredible. But Tyrod Taylor actually, I think, is a little bit mobile. They have a good running game. Sammy Watkins is not going to do what he did last week. Yeah, I'm going to pick I, the Bills at home. I, I, agree. Yeah. I mean, they're so desperate. I feel like they're going to crumble. Yeah. All I'm right. going to see now, Rex cry. Now, now, now we're at the uh, number four game of the week, and this is a four-star game, and a few people would have predicted that in the preseason. Uh, a divisional rivalry like none other, KC at Oakland. KC at 6-5, and five, Oakland at 5-6. and six. Oakland, we thought their season was over when they lost the Lions, and then they were losing to Tennessee, and they had a, a sort, sort of a miraculous comeback, similar to the Broncos game on Sunday night, frankly. They come back to win. They're 5-6. and six. Now they come home. They beat the Chiefs. They're tied with the Chiefs at 6-6. Six and six, and, and they're, you know, in that wild card spot in the AFC. So this is a very good game. And I got to admit, I was way off on the line. I thought it was a pick But uh, no respect for uh, the Raiders in Vegas. The uh, Chiefs are three-point favorites on the road. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to win this game. The Raiders haven't shown anything in a month. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have, have looked really, really, really good. Yeah, you were all over the Raiders a month ago. You thought they were going to go to the playoffs. Then they got killed at home by the Vikings. Then they went at Detroit. And they uh, lost an ugly game there, although all of a sudden, you know, Detroit looks pretty good. And then, um, as I said, they almost lost to Tennessee, but they pulled out the win. And it's hard to pick against KC right now. Kind of want to do it. I think it's more interesting if Oakland wins. And also, frankly, we need to have more disagreements. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Oakland here. Um, although, I understand why you're picking KC. By the way, I was one originally on the KC bandwagon, and now I've picked against them two out of three weeks, and I've been off. But uh, I'm going to try it again. The thing is, KC, no matter who they plug in at running back, they, lo- they lose Jamal Charles. They put in Charkandrick West, who nobody ever heard of, and he does the exact same thing. Then they lose him, and they put in Spencer Ware, and he does the exact same thing. Meanwhile, Niall Davis sitting on the bench wants to know when he can get in the game. Well, is this like the Broncos in the, in the late 90s, early O's? Is it just the system? Like, Why is every KC Early scrum- O's? That's what you call it? Aughts? Zeros, two thousands. Yeah, they're all. All of those are better than O's. All right, whatever it is, is it, like explain to me why random running backs for Kansas City popped out, pop out two hundred, hundred thirty yards every game. I guess they have a good offensive line. I don't know. All right, that's analysis. There we go. All yeah. right, let's move. Let's move on. The uh, number three game of the week, and obviously it'd be higher if everybody was healthy. But Andrew Luck is not playing in this game. Ben Roethlisberger probably going to play, but we don't know just yet exactly. India Pittsburgh both six and five. Indy. Tied with Houston atop their division. Pittsburgh, they aren't going to win their division, but they are the leaders for the number one wild card. So this is an important game in the AFC playoff race. And again, it's only number three just because, you know, Indy's not very exciting. Although Matt Hasselbeck, frankly, he threw for 300 yards again last week. He's looked better than Luck this season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to, like, at some point, the Bloom's going to come off the rose with Indy. Uh, I know Pittsburgh lost last week, but they were able to throw the ball at will against Seattle, which maybe is more of an indictment on Seattle, but... To me, Pittsburgh's going to win this game running away. Ben Roethlisberger had two interceptions, and I still think that was one of the best games I've ever seen by a quarterback. I mean, yeah, he, it was was unbelievable. Putting, he was putting the ball exactly in the perfect spot every single play. Uh, Antonio Brown was sort of shut down by Richard Sherman, but um, and, and Martavis Bryant didn't do too much either. But then they have a third receiver who can get 200 yards. Like, I mean, so Pittsburgh, you know, th- their offense really is incredible. Their defense isn't very good, but I agree with you. I think they're going to win this one somewhat easily. Now we get to the number two game of the week. And it's the New York Derby, or Derby, as you say. Yeah. The New York Jets at the New York Giants. We haven't, we haven't beaten the Giants since 1993. Ronnie Lott fell on a fumble in the end zone to clinch the game. I, you know, I, there's no reason why the Jets should win this game. I, uh, I agreed with you. I thought the Giants would be favored. So did you. We both guessed Giants by two. In Las Vegas, they have the Jets as the, uh, technically the road team, favored by one in New York to visit the Giants. Explain that. I, I mean, again, this is everyone's just being reactionary towards last week. The Giants look terrible. The Jets look fantastic. But I, I mean, Fitzpatrick hasn't been able to put two, two two games together in a row. Marcus Williams has become one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, replacing Revis. And he got I don't know if you saw much of the Jet game, but like he intercepted pass was running and basically got tripped. And it was like a clear injury. He's lucky that he only sprained his ankle. So the, Revis has a concussion. So they're down to, you know, a bunch of backups. who are going to have a tough time with Odell Beckham and Randall and Manning flinging the ball around. Um, I, to me, I just, I, I don't know. I, I need, I, my opinion on the Jets is so 
biased and in my head it's not even valid. So you're picking the Giants. Yes, of course. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> of course, I'm gonna agree with you, although not to the uh, demonstrable uh, level that you are. Yeah, but we we both we both guessed the wrong team would be favored in this one, and that leads us to the number one game of the week, uh, the only five star game of the week. And yet again, we both picked the wrong favorite. Seattle six and five at Minnesota eight and three. Minnesota top their division, but if Green Bay is to come back and uh, pass them the division, then that means that these are probably the two wild cards in the NFC. As we said last week, Seattle has not looked good the entire year. They didn't have a single impressive win. Every time they played a decent team, they lost, both at home and on the road. They finally won against a decent team this week, Pittsburgh. But their defense, again, looked really bad. Um, Russell Wilson just had, you know, he, he threw five touchdowns he, after, you know, he hadn't had more than one all year until last week, and now he has eight in the last two weeks. But still, explain to me why Seattle's a favorite on the road against the 8-3 and three Vikings. Again, you know, last week Seattle looked really good. I mean, I know Minnesota the, did too. The but... Vikings looked better. You know, the Vikings went on the road. I mean, Seattle uh, has been getting the benefit of the doubt from last year, the entire year, when really all they are is if you have a team that can't get to Wilson and he can run around, and he's going to have to run because the line stinks, he can fling it to these no-name receivers who will catch the ball. But if you can't, you're going to be able to throw on them, so you're going to beat them. Now, the reason to me why Seattle's favored and why Seattle can easily win this game is because you have a quarterback who can't take advantage of that. Well, is it can't or doesn't need to? See, the thing is, like, Atlanta has a bad... Well, again, Atlanta has... Look, (laughs) Bridgewater's rate stats are very good. He just, you know, they're using the quote-unquote game manager function. They don't need him... They don't need him to throw for 300 yards because they're winning Listen, without it. It's easier they, to throw for touchdowns, even with Adrian Peterson. If he was better, they'd be throwing all the time. When you have a defense and a running game like the Vikings do, they're not trying to throw the ball, I think. When he's needed to, he has. You know, So, they play so this will be a fascinating test, maybe the biggest test of Teddy's young career. Cause, no, because you said that when they played Oakland and then they won by 30 points without Okay, Bridgewater but now we see anything. Oakland's defense is literally garbage. Yeah, but, but, uh, but yeah, what, that's what I'm saying. They keep playing teams with bad secondaries, and you're like, all right, let's see what Teddy does. And they win the game easily without Teddy doing anything. So that's not an indictment of Teddy or a defense of Teddy. It means that they didn't need him again. And I think that's the same this week. I think that Peterson's going to run for 150 yards. And I think they're going to win the game like 24 to 14. I could see them losing, of course. Look, in the preseason, I thought this was a loss because, you know, I overrated Seattle. But, but again, until last are week, you, Seattle... Are you like 11-0 on the Vikings still from the preseason or no? In terms of being correct in my guesses? Yeah. Well, I flip-flopped. If you remember in the preseason, I had them losing to Atlanta. No, nobody remembers. Stop. Okay. I had them losing to Atlanta in the Vikings podcast. And then you said to me, come on, Atlanta stinks. They're not going to lose that Atlanta. And then you sort of pressured me into switching it back to the Vikings. And so because of that, I actually did pick the Vikings. But in my heart, I really picked the the Falcons in that one. So I I was one who said the Vikings would be 7-2 and and then would lose four in a row. So I picked them to lose to Atlanta last week, and they won. I'm picking, I'm picking them to win this week. Um, even though they've actually won four in a row on the road, I still think they're better at home. And I just, I really don't, I really don't think Seattle's done anything to impress us yet. They, they had one game they won at, against Pittsburgh in a shootout. Their defense doesn't look good. Uh, their offense has looked good for one game all season. I'm picking Minnesota at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle. All right, that's good. Actually, that's not good because now we disagree on four games, so we might have a tie. Uh, by the way, last Should we week, do the Mike and Mike thing and only like pick fa- pick fake games so we can disagree? Yeah. Uh, well, last week we uh, both of us had a, a bad week. You went eight and seven, and you have Baltimore tonight. I went nine and six, and I have Cleveland tonight. So you could tie me. I went six and nine against the spread this week. It was a uh, it was a rough game for my picks. It was a bad week of football. I think this week is going to be better. We said we have you know we have a bunch of four star and five star games. In guessing the spread, by the way, Akiva and I were neck and neck this week, and I, I just etched out a victory nine to eight, including ties. Akiva, you're getting closer over there. Fascinating. Yeah, let's give our let's give our who gets the wild card predictions right now. Yeah, I, I haven't budged from where I've been for a while, which is in the NFC. I have Minnesota and Seattle. So Green Bay winning division, Minnesota and Seattle, and then the AFC. In the AFC, I've I've also haven't budged in a while. I think I have Pittsburgh and I have Kansas City. Well, in a while, there's no way you had Kansas City even two weeks ago. Well, no, two weeks ago I did, but a month ago I didn't. Yeah, a month ago yeah, I. I'm going to say I'm going to say Pittsburgh and Kansas City also, but then who wins the division? Houston or Indianapolis? I have Indy winning the division. Yeah, um, and me, I don't even. I don't even have uh, to me. Houston's better, but I think like Indy just lucks into everything. No, agreed. And also, the important part is that Indy hasn't lost the division yet, so they're going to lose by fifty in the playoffs, though. Yeah, well, they're going to. You know, the interesting thing about Minnesota Green Bay is because the Vikings have clinched a better division record, but because Green Bay beat Minnesota, it almost doesn't matter what the two teams' records are going into the last week of the year, as long as they're within a game of each other in either direction. The winner of that game wins the division, and the loser wins the wild card. So, in other words, if Green Bay's ten and five, it doesn't matter if the Vikings are eleven and four, or ten and five, or nine and six. It's all the same. That that game, the Vikings Green Bay game, is guaranteed just about to be for the division. 
And so that's probably going to be flex Sunday night. The thing is, if both teams make the playoffs, if you're just playing for division and wild card, it's not as exciting as a playing game, right? Yeah. But then what other game do we have in week 17? No, yeah, they'll never to their rule is we want to see team might make the playoffs or might not. Their their philosophy is that seeding isn't interesting. Fans of your teams care, but the uh, the fans of There's no there's no drama. It's not a playing no. game. I agree. But the, but there is no playing game because as I said, uh, Philly and the Giants thought we And we you need to have two teams game. try hard because if you remember one of the first times they did this, it was the Jets Bengals and the Bengals didn't want to try because yeah. even if they lost, they would have had to play the Jets the next week. So they didn't try. The yeah. Jets were up, you know, thirty nothing early, and and the Jets beat them in the playoffs. Yeah, but also, yeah, but but, but okay, but 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 as he said, Green Bay and Minnesota are both going to be trying because it's for the division. Sure. Right? Oh yeah. So it's obviously that's a possibility. So do you want me to look at the Week Seventeen schedule well, and tell you which game? Well, and I, I'm, I'm looking at it, and then you have Seattle, Arizona, which is this Arizona. Yeah, but neither of those teams be... going to miss the playoffs, probably. Well, that but that's the same thing. And then other than that, look, Washington. You have Washington and the well, Giants. That's the favorite right that now. Division. That's the unquestioned favorite, Washington and the Giants. What is Washington versus the? Yeah, Giants. but they're not. But but the problem is they're not oh, playing each okay, other. Washington's sorry. playing Dallas and Philly's playing the oh, Giants. Yeah, yeah. So that and you don't have Colts Texans. Yeah, well, you don't have Colts Texans. But I don't think it's going to matter anyways. But yeah, exactly. You have Jacksonville and Houston, and then you have uh, the the Colts playing. Well, how about the, if the Panthers so exactly. are fifteen and zero? It's automatically the Panthers. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that the way I have it, I think Tampa's going to be eight and seven, which means Tampa. Could be in a scenario where they are they need a win to make the wild card. Carolina needs a win to go undefeated. Yeah, then they do that game. But the thing is, again, I think the Giants are going to beat Carolina in Week 13. So I think Carolina That's will be 14 and 1. It's very interesting that um, that you think Tampa's going to be 8 and 7. They're going to win three of their Isn't next four. I mean, like, I, they just showed nothing yesterday. Well, hold on. Okay, they're playing Atlanta at home this week. We both predicted them to win. They're playing New Orleans at home next week. We're both going to predict them to win that one, right? Hold on. Then they play St. Louis. You know, I think they're going to lose that one, but they could win that one. Lewis, they're seven and seven, and then they play at home to Chicago. Yeah, I think Tampa could be eight and seven. I think they could be nine and six. The reason Philly and Giants isn't going to be the flex team is because Philly's going to be six and nine. They're going to be out of it already. If that's a playing is, game, is that's six and for nine sure. for sure out of it. Well, yeah, because if the Giants are eight and seven, yeah, you know, it, it well, it depends what the Giants and Washington do. If 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 that is the playing game, then that's for sure the, the flex game. And right, because if you were just picking game out of a hat, that's the first game the league would pick altogether. Giants Eagles. Yeah, they love. Yeah, they, like they usually love to pick like Cowboys yeah, Eagles. They go with they, the they NFC. To have, that's yeah. that's that's where their bread's buttered. All right, so there you go. We're having a lot of analysis about the week seventeen. I, I feel like game, which is, I, at least one or two people did ask me questions about the schedule during the week, but I feel like uh, we probably scared everyone well before that. So don't worry about it. Yeah. By the way, we forgot last week to get to uh, Robbie's qu- email questions, so I'll bring it in now. Robbie was asking about Peyton Manning. He said, "Is he going to coach?" Coughlin steps down and he goes to the G man to coach his bro. He can go back to Indian coach Luck, or is he too Kobe Jordan competitive to coach others who are not I as good think, as him? I don't think Manning – well, here's the thing. Could Manning get a job as a head coach? I know he could get a job no. as a coordinator so, if he wanted. Yeah. So so first of all – I don't all, think he could Robbie because said, it's too hard of a job, and he's got a lot of businesses. Well, what I said is it, unlike in the NBA or baseball, you can't just become an NFL head no, coach. No, I, I do right? think right? that there is yeah. a slight possibility. Manning could get interviews for head coaching jobs, I think. You don't no, think so? I don't think so. Oh, could he get an interview? I'm saying he could yeah. be in the final three or four. Here's the thing. When's the last time a great NFL player became a head coach? Right? Yeah, we've gone through. I mean, Jack Del Rio was very good, not great. Yeah, he was a solid linebacker. Mike Singletary was a Hall but of a Famer. a horrendous coach. Jim Har- yeah, Jim Harbaugh was a, was a, was a decent He's in quarterback. quarterback. And a good- Tony Dungy and Jim Zorn both had moments in the NFL as players. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- random stat, Jim Zorn, when he was the Seattle quarterback one year in the late 70s, yeah. he led the league one season in AV approximate value, which is pro football references version of like war. Really? Football. That's funny. And, and he didn't have good numbers that season. But he was and a terrible Seattle coach also. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, what's funny is when Urban Meyer uh, took the year off and, and quit after 2010 – uh, people thought Tebow would be offered the Florida job. Yeah, but coaching in college is very different. Sure, than yeah, you could get you coaching could get college, a, it's two coordinators you and you good, could be a good recruiter. Yeah. And, and you smoke cigars and you play golf. So you think Steve Spurrier has been working hard? Or, or any of these guys were eighty years old. You think Bobby Bowden? No, was no. Hard Spurrier when he was can't name Joe Paterno. Spurrier can't Joe name Joe more than Joe 10 Paterno. Guys didn't even know who was raping who in the showers. He certainly didn't know who was allegedly. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not well, allegedly. It's alleged that he didn't know. Oh, I thought you were no, saying no, no. I'm saying uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You're my attorney. You're my legal counsel. Hot here. takes here. Um, yeah. So, um, but anyway, so after Robbie asked the question, I saw that that both the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans are getting ready to uh, offer Peyton Manning front office positions, a la John Elway, as soon as he retires. 
Um, Tennessee, yeah. Well, so Tennessee, you know, he's from, you know, I mean, he's, he grew up in New Orleans, but he went to University of Tennessee, and apparently he's a uh, he likes living there. And then Cleveland, because Haslam, uh, his whose brother I think was the governor. I don't think you could go to Cleveland. Cleveland. It's too much of a mess. I don't think. Uh, well, well, yeah, I don't. Why, why would, would Peyton Manning take a job without a quarterback? He knows. Yeah. Don't don't ever take a job without a quarterback <laughs> or or without like the number one pick in the draft. So he's going to Tennessee because of Marcus Mariota. Well, first of all, reports are he wants to play another season. Oh yeah, so no, he's not retiring on his own volition. That's sad. Um, but yeah, that's usually what these quarterbacks do. They uh, play a he's little like too Roddy long. He's like White. Yeah. Well, the conversation now about Peyton Manning is that he's going to be the starter as soon as he's. Well, I reference this. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting because the Manning we've seen is definitely not as good as Osweiler. Not that I think Osweiler is great right now at all, but I, I the Manning we've seen clearly should not be starting over Osweiler who. Uh, you know, can lead them down the field yeah. in the snow. Like Manning would have fallen apart in that game. Brock Osweiler has been better this year than Peyton. Has I mean, been every single year. quarterback in the NFL has been better than Peyton has been this year. Yeah, um, exactly. I think it will be fascinating. It, the, Manning's move is she should come back late enough that he can't get pulled. Come back in week seventeen, and then he'll and like the first game play terrible and say, you know, oh sorry, I was rusty. And then in the bye game, come back and throw five interceptions. What are they going to do? They're going to take you out when they're down thirty-five to three. Oh, that'd be depressing. Um, yeah, but the odds of Peyton Manning... It never ends well. Never ends well. Yeah, I mean, it really it, doesn't. Pey- what's amazing is that Peyton's still better than Kobe right now. Peyton's only the worst quarterback in the league. Kobe's the worst player right. in the league. Right, like Brandon Browner for the Saints, and some of those guys on the Saints' defense have been way worse at football than Peyton has been. Yeah. Uh, by the way, well, Pey- Kobe putting out that letter, I-, I hate when like there's the goodbye thing, like what Jeter had. Sure. It really annoys me. Kobe should have put it out the end well, of the year. Well, they have the same marketing uh, now people. Every- like, that's why it's going on. Every team... Every team he's going to go to, they're going to have to give him a little present and pretend they no. care about him. Like, I wouldn't spend one dollar on Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the ticket prices are going up. Like, I don't want to see Kobe. Well, we got to do that next time. If I, someone I, like Kobe announces, we got to go on stuff of immediately. Like, the second somebody tweets it, like, buy some tickets. You go to, like, the team sites because they'll be – some of them will be slower. Like, the Sixers don't even know yeah. that they have a game probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's from Philly, though, so I think that's a big deal. Wait, but that game just happened actually, right? Well, I think it's happening tonight. Or- Oh, that's what it is. Well, right. I don't know okay. where that game is, but they're playing tonight somewhere. Yeah. All right. Okay, Akiva. Well, uh, enjoy uh, Enjoy week 13. Yeah, I was really over the NFL last week, but now it, I'm back in business. Back in business. All right, Akiva. Enjoy week whatever. 13. Whatever. Bye-bye. <laughs> I like how you end the podcast with whatever now. That's my trick. That's, that's my trick. Okay. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.